This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Uh-oh, looks like UAW President Sean Fain may have raised expectations too high for some of his membership. Remember when negotiations got going? Fain demanded a 40% raise, a four-day work week, and a return to full pensions. None of that is in the final contract, and now some UAW locals are rejecting it. Workers at GM's Flint Assembly, Pontiac Stamping, Marion Stamping, and Romulus Engine rejected it. At Ford, workers at Kentucky Assembly and Lakeland Parts voted it down, and so did workers at Stellantis's Milwaukee Auto Parts facility. Most workers have actually approved the contract by fairly healthy margins. But more plants have yet to vote, and there seems to be growing backlash. Some militant workers want Sean Fain to go back to the bargaining tables and get them more of what he said he was going to get them. So, are sales of EVs really slowing down or not? Well, the numbers tell a mixed story. Wards reports that in the U.S., over 313,000 EVs were sold in the third quarter, the first time they've ever exceeded 300,000 units for a quarter, and they were up 50% from a year ago. And for the year... EV sales will top 1 million units, probably before Thanksgiving. Even so, sales slowed dramatically from the second quarter to the third. They rose less than 1%. And that's why you're hearing about automakers delaying plans to build more EVs. Though sales are still strong, they're worried about that slowdown. Even so, there is still a lot of investment pouring into making EVs and getting the raw materials needed to make them. For example... The U.S. is in talks with Indonesia to secure supplies of nickel for batteries. In a surprise development, Exxon said it will start mining lithium in Arkansas in 2027. And in South Korea, Hyundai announced it's building a new $1.5 billion assembly plant that will open in 2026. It will have a capacity to make 200,000 EVs a year. And the first model off the line will be an electric SUV from Genesis. Speaking of EVs they should be a lot easier to repair in 2026. The California Air Resources Board, or CARB, adopted a new set of regulations last year that says by 2026, all zero-emission vehicles, including plug-in hybrids and BEVs, must have a standard set of data that can be read by a scan tool and a standard diagnostic port to plug it into. Basically, it will be easier to figure out what's actually going wrong with an electric vehicle because it allows users to access things like battery health and charging ability, as well as giving independent repair shops access to the same info and tools that franchise dealers use. CARB is still waiting on a grant from the EPA to make it official, but seven other states have adopted the same regulations, so it has the potential to become a national standard. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility, manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. The German supplier Continental announced it's slashing thousands of jobs at its automotive division worldwide in order to cut costs. 
While the company didn't reveal how many jobs it's cutting, Germany's Manager magazine reports it will be 5,500. Continental says it's making the cuts to reduce annual costs by 400 million euros, or about 430 million bucks. While Conti expects a strong fourth quarter for its automotive unit, it's forecasting a more conservative outlook next year because of the transition to electric vehicles. In fact, the company is considering selling its autonomous business or looking for partners to join it, and it may even spin off its entire automotive business and just concentrate on selling tires. Renault is making it so you can convert some of its classic cars to electric. Earlier this year, an EV retrofit kit for the old Renault 4 was introduced, and now it's doing the same for the Renault 5. The kit includes a 10.7 kilowatt hour lithium iron phosphate or LFP battery, which provides about 80 kilometers or 49 miles of range, and a 22 kilowatt synchronous brushless motor. The vehicle keeps its original transmission. The kit, which is offered by a company called RFIT, sells for a little under 16,000 euros. And Renault says a kit for the Twingo will be coming soon too. I find the price to be a little high, but I love the idea of converting a classic car to electric. I personally would like to do this with a 7th gen Chevy Suburban, which was sold between 1973 and 1991. And let us know what you would like to convert in the comments. Car sales in China were strong last month. According to the China Passenger Car Association, automakers sold just over 2 million vehicles in October, up 10% from a year ago. But it was just a 0.7% increase from September. New energy vehicles, which include BEVs and PHEVs, accounted for 37% of sales last month, with around 467,000 sold. BYD led all automakers with more than 246,000 sales, with nearly 134,000 of those being pure electric. Its market share is now at 12%. Volkswagen was in second in sales last month, falling just shy of 200,000 units, and Toyota rounds out the top three with just over 150,000 vehicles sold. Volvo is getting ready to launch its first minivan, the EM90. The model will feature a 116 kilowatt hour battery pack that provides up to 738 kilometers or nearly 460 miles of range on the Chinese test cycle. Power comes from a 200 kilowatt electric motor that drives the rear wheels and allows the van to go from zero to 100 kilometers an hour in 8.3 seconds. Volvo also says an all wheel drive version will come at a later date. In the technology department, the EM90 will come with a number of cameras and sensors that reportedly allow for level 2-plus automated driving. It will also have bi-directional charging, a Qualcomm Snapdragon platform to run the digital experience in its luxurious interior, and OTA capability, like the ability to add road noise cancellation. But here's what we find most interesting. The EM90 will start at $112,000 in China. Volvo is owned by Chinese automaker Geely. Geely also runs another EV brand called Zeker, and the Volvo EM90 is actually based on the Zeker 009. But the 009 has a starting price under $70,000 in China, even though it too is pretty luxurious. So we will be interested to see how the EM90 is priced for other markets. 
Tesla is doing what it can to prevent early Cybertruck buyers from immediately flipping it. The company added a clause to its purchase agreement that says owners can't sell the model for a year. And if they do need to sell it within the first year, the owner must first give Tesla first dibs before going to the public. But if an owner sells a Cybertruck without telling Tesla, the company can sue them for $50,000 or more, and it may refuse to sell them any vehicles in the future. Tesla isn't the only automaker that's done this. Ford had a similar clause with the GT, and GM did the same with the Hummer EV. And if you haven't done it yet, check out the new Autoline website. We've got a far cleaner design that is especially mobile friendly, so you can catch our latest news and reports wherever you're on the go. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. At Tajin Automotive Technologies, we combine world-class composite materials expertise with cutting-edge designs because, frankly, there are better ways to lightweight vehicles. So lighten up with Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.